0: Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is August 7th, 2020, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy Keith Easter Eyes 819 over there on DraftKings for sure. Um,
1: how's it going, man? Um, wishing for a mulligan on that Tyler Chatwood call. But uh other than that, doing good.
0: Yeah, listen, I was on Chatwood too. Um it happens to the best of us, and um, hey, we can't get them all right. If we got them all right, um, we would be making millions and um, you know doing doing really well, so but you're not going to get them all right. I was on chatwood've um I, I closed it, like I, I know my slate's over,, um, and I started to look at this slate to start prepping for Friday.
1: Yep, I'm right there with you i am I' am dead on this one. Time for the next one. Let's talk about it,
0: man. 13 games, a lot to get through here. So we're just going to dive right in. We got Kyle Wright and Vincent Velasquez, Braves, Phillies. Um, Any interest here in Kyle Wright?
1: No, I have uh, a lot of respect for this Phillies offense. Uh, Wright is an outstanding prospect, but the uh, control command is not there yet. So um, no Kyle Wright for me.
0: Yeah, like I'm not – I, I just don't – I think both hitters – both teams in, are very much in play here in Philadelphia, good ballpark for hitters. I just this isn't one of those games that I'm going to end up playing a lot of um, pitchers from. Um, so definitely looking at some bats and some stacks in this game. And then Vincent Velasquez on the other side of this game. We know what Vincent Velasquez is. He's going to get some strikeouts. He's going to give up home runs in the process. Uh, like, the, the story is written on Vincent Velasquez –
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Like the Braves side of this, uh, too many walks.
0: Braves kind of let me down against the Blue Jays. Like that whole game was just like a a little bit of a letdown, just not as much scoring as I thought. Like it's not over yet, but I was just hoping for so much more scoring in that game. Um, So I'm hoping the Braves bounce back here. Uh, What bats do you like here for Atlanta?
1: Uh, I've got some Freeman one-offs. Uh, going tonight, he's doing he's doing well. Uh, going right back to him against Velasquez. He's struggled struggled with lefties his whole career. Um, Acuna, you can always play. Um, Swanson's off to a hot start. Ozuna. Uh, didn't see what Marcakis did tonight. He he's coming back after opting out. Uh, but yeah, it's really Freeman. Freeman for me is the main one.
0: I think Freeman's the main play, depending on the lineup, looks like uh, Swanson should be batting second. So, like, if you're playing Freeman, you can go ahead and, like, Acuna, Swanson, Freeman, Ozuna, um, Markekis, or Darno if he's catching. Um, always, like, a little bit of upside of my catcher, Darno and Flowers. Always gives you, like, they hit those random home runs. Like, they don't love splits, and they just go out there and hit random home runs. So, um, I don't mind ever playing those guys. So... Definitely, I I think those guys are in play as well. Um, And then on the Philly side of things, like, I like Philly here. You know, Wright has been a guy that has given up power to both sides in the small sample size that we've seen. And, like, it's the same case we were making for Philly on Thursday. Like, McCutcheon's cheap, Hoskins' cheap, DeeDee's cheap. Like, you're paying up for a real Muto and Harper, but you could get the sack, you know, the five-man stack so cheap here.
1: Yep. I love it. Uh, like I mentioned, Wright struggles with his command. He's going to put some runners on base and then Philly can utilize their power in this small ballpark to uh, to capitalize on that. I-, I love the Philly stack.
0: I will say Tuki Tassant, like he's helped the the Braves bullpen out as of like right now. He's, he was pitching into the seventh um, when we got started in this one. So um, helping the bullpen out a little bit there. Uh, let's move on. We got the Detroit Tigers and the Pittsburgh Pirates, Matt Boyd against Chad cool. Um, any interest here in Matt Boyd?
1: I do have some inf- interest in Matt Boyd. Uh, a lot of Pittsburgh's uh, bigger bats are better from the other side of the plate. He's going to turn around Josh bell. Who's much better from the left side. Uh, Colin Moran hits from the left side. Brian, Brian Reynolds is much better from the left side. Uh, Boyd has a ton of strikeout upside. So yeah, I have a lot of interest in Matt Boyd here.
0: Yeah, I love his price. $8,900 for a matchup in Pittsburgh, like ballpark upgrade. Plenty of strikeouts when you look at this lineup against left-handed pitching compared to what, you know, you see against right-handed pitching. So I actually, I'm with you on Boyd. I think it's a great spot for him. He's a guy that, you know, 29.5% K rate, 14% swinging strike rate dating back to last year plenty of upside and we don't it's not like we have a ton of ceiling pitchers on this slate um I think Trevor Bauer is clear-cut top option and we'll talk about him when we get there but besides him like you know we're searching for a ceiling guy and I think Boyd is one of those guys that if we're not going all the way up to Trevor Bauer or if we want to pair them together I think Boyd is definitely in play here I'm with you on that one and then on the other side we got Chad Cool. Chad Cool, you know a guy that we really haven't seen pitch in in, in le- like outside of like 2018 was hurt, did not pitch last season in the bigs. Um, you know I like picking on Detroit. They're going to be pretty right-handed heavy. Could we make an argument
1: for Chad Cool here? I don't love it uh, coming back from the injury. I don't think he's going to have a long leash. Um, I I do like the strikeout upside against this Detroit team but uh it's the it's the innings that that concern me
0: yeah like i i also read something that like he could just be like an opener and throw like two innings um so like that could really hurt his ceiling and like i was reading that um it might be like steven Brault that comes in and throws like the yeah. bulk out of the bullpen um so you know we'll we'll have to see how it all plays out i don't think we necessarily have to like risk it though like this is my might be one of those slates where i just kind of like all right um i'm not going to play either one of these pitchers even though i love picking on the tigers because we really just don't know what we're going to see and how long cool going to go steven brought like he's going to be facing a lot of righties like crone has power scope has power like i probably just stay away from the situation in general here for myself anyway um Start Bats, anything standing out to you for the Tigers?
1: No, like you mentioned, I, I think it was Brault that started the first two and then Cool piggybacked them. So, it looks like they flipped that around. I don't know if that's uh, due to the Tigers lineup and just the handedness of it or, or why they're choosing to do that this time. Um, but, like you mentioned, e- even if the Tigers come out and hit Cool around, they're, they're just going to go to, to Brault. Um, I, I do like the power upside against Brault, but yeah probably a stay away on, on this big of a slate.
0: Listen, I think CJ Crone and Jonathan Scope are in play. CJ Crone is 2,900. Jonathan Scope is 3k. Like I, I don't ever tend to play Miggy. I know he had a big game. Um, what was it? You know, a week or so ago, um, where he, he hit two home runs against Kansas city. Like that's going to happen. Miguel Cabrera is one of the best hitters of our generation. Um, like injuries has definitely slowed him down, but like, he's going to have good games, but like, let him beat me. But at 2,700, like he's super cheap too. So if you're wanting to go with like a Bauer Boyd type of build, and you want a couple cheap bats, CJ Cron and Jonathan scope definitely fit that type of build um, to make those two top end pitchers work on the Pittsburgh side of things. Honestly, I don't got. It. I don't have any interest in any of these guys. Like, I think you could make an argument for one of these cheap shortstops, uh, Tucker or Newman, but like outside of just playing them because of their cheap, that's about it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. I mentioned uh, he's going to turn around two of their best hitters, and then Moran is the third one I would have interest in normally, but he he hits from the left side. Uh, targeting the Tigers' bullpen is the only only reason I could see to go to it.
0: Miami Marlins, New York Mets, Jorge Gaussman against Michael Waka. Um, Any interest here in Gausman?
1: Gosman? Guzman? Uh, Guzman. Yeah, Guzman, I think. Uh, what's his price? I don't even see him on DraftKings. Yeah, I don't think he was uh, supposed
0: to be the starter. I thought it was supposed to be Castillo.
1: Yeah, I thought so as well. That's what I saw on DraftKings. Yep.
0: We'll have to we'll have to clarify this one um, but either way I probably don't have any interest in either one of them I don't expect neither one of them to kind of go deep into the game um, you know we, we saw decent strikeout numbers for um, Castino in the trip in triple double A last season um, but like Alonzo, Davis, Ramos, like they have enough right handed power where I don't think I'll end up using him even at forty eight hundred here.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I like the Met side of this.
0: Uh Michael Waka, man, this guy is just someone who completely like two or three years ago, Michael Waka was a guy like if if he was in this spot, I'd I'd feel like uber confident about rostering him, but Like, I have zero confidence outside of, like, this lineup's just really bad and Waka hasn't been terrible in his first couple starts this season. What are your thoughts when it comes to Michael Waka?
1: Right with you. Um, When he came up, he's throwing 97, looked like the next best thing the Cardinals were going to put out. Uh, Velocity's way down. Strikeouts are way down. Um, I, I don't think I'm going there.
0: Listen, here's the thing on Waka. If he's going to be all like uber chalk today, pass. If he's going to be lower owned, like under 10%, I'll, I'll throw a tournament dart or two on Waka because it is the Marlins. Um, you know, a lot of the power on this team, you know, Jesus Aguilar and these guys are righties. I will say like Matt Joyce is there now. They have Dickerson. They have some lefties that could beat Waka. Um, so, really just gonna come down to like what is michael Walker's ownership on this slate um any Miami Marlins bats that interest you here?
1: I'd be the lefties for me. I like Villar he homer tonight uh Dickerson big power bat from the left side um aguilar has a has a bunch of power um but like i said i I prefer the lefties,
0: yeah, like. Yeah, I was like kind of looking through like pricing here um for Miami before we got started. And like these guys are still pretty expensive. Dickerson's forty six hundred. I feel like you're gonna yeah. find a lot of guys in that range. But like Matt Joyce is the guy that stands out to me, should probably bat like fifth or sixth here for the Marlins at thirty three hundred. Matt Joyce isn't anybody that's great, um, but like he's a guy that makes contact with baseballs. And I, I think anything can happen when you're making contact against like Michael Waka. Uh, we've only seen like 223 of plate appearances since the start of last season for him, but under 20% K rate, uh, we saw right around like a 21% K rate for him in 2018. So, um, I, Joyce is just someone that's going to put the ball in play at 3,300 and probably be pretty low on cause nobody likes to play the Marlins. Um, any Mets bats here that you like?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, depending on whether it's Guzman or cast, whatever his name was uh Castano, Castano, whatever his name is, um is I like them all either way. Uh, Pete Alonzo is one of the premier power hitters in the game. Uh I like Nimo and Conforto at the top of the order. Uh JD Davis if it's if it's the lefty going, I really like JD Davis a lot. Um but yeah it's it's the power bats, the top of the order.
0: Yeah, like obviously we're gonna have to see if it's the righty or lefty, but honestly, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Um, you know, I like Alonzo. If the if it's the righty, like Dom Smith to be in there, and like he's a power upside type of guy. Um, but like, I, I'm not. I would use the Mets as more like a secondary stack here. Uh, they're not like a five man stack for me. Um, you know, Cespedes being out of the lineup certainly hurts the overall upside of this team. Uh, but JD Davis, Pete Alonzo. We'll see if it's a righty or lefty, whether it be Dom Smith or um, one of these other guys in there. But uh, even don't even hate like Conforto and a lefty-lefty if you're expecting this team to score some runs. Yep. Uh, Blue Jays and Red Sox, Tanner Rourke against Ryan Weber. Um, any interest here in Tanner Rourke against my stinky Red Sox? <laughs> uh, they, stinky look
1: terrible, red socks. they look terrible, man. They look terrible. To start the year, they they have not been great. But... I still am not going to Roark here. They're going to hit eventually. There's just way too much talent in this lineup. I'm I'm not on Roark.
0: Listen, I want to keep saying that I I'm I'm a full believer in the talent on this team, but it's as a fan, <laughs> it gets tougher and tougher. Um, listen, the Red Sox are pretty cheap today um, outside of like J.D. Martinez and Devers, but you know it's definitely a team that I'm going to like um, on the Toronto. I guess Weber Weber is just a guy that doesn't strike anybody out. Like he's a guy that has a 13.3% K rate since the start of last season, a very small swinging strike rate gives up a lot of power to lefties. Like I just don't have any interest here in Weber.
1: Nope. Me either.
0: I like Toronto, man. I don't have Fandle pricing up in front of me, but Toronto has been cheap on Fanduel almost every day. I'm pulling it up really quick. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Toronto?
1: Yeah, I, I do like this lineup. Uh, Weber doesn't strike anybody out. There's going to be a lot of contact. Uh, Bichette, Biggio, Guriel, Teles, Guerrero, even Grichik and Shaw have power. Like there's just, there's power up and down this lineup. Um, so if, if there's going to be contact made and we're not at risk of strikeouts, then I definitely have some interest.
0: Yeah. They moved, um, TELUS up in the lineup yesterday. Um hopefully they do that again. You could play both of those guys, him and Vlad together on FanDuel. Um you know you have to use Vlad at third base if you're doing it on DraftKings. But us is super cheap on DraftKings at thirty four hundred. Um these guys are pretty cheap on FanDuel again. So I, I like them. Um I think Biggio is one of the top second baseman plays on the slate Um and like the way that Weber throws to righties and lefties, you know, kind of like pitch to contact the righties, try to generate ground balls. Like we have a lot of these young kids like Vigio and Vlad and these guys that like to hit the ball up in the air. So um, I think the blue Jays are very much in play on the road here in, in Fenway. Tanner Rourke. I like picking on Rourke with lefties, Benatendi, Devers, Moreland, if I'm playing those guys, I'm looking at JD. I'm looking at Xander. Um, Verdugo, finally get it going here in the new uniform. But, like, Ben Moreland, these guys are cheap. Um, even, like, Verdugo is 3300 So, going back to our conversation from earlier, like, it's not going to be hard to fit in, like, Bauer in a top-end option because we just have so many of these cheap bats.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, all the lefties. Uh, Devers and Moreland, my top two, and I full stack them. Of- Twins and Royals, Devin
0: Smeltzer against Jakob Yunus. Um, Smeltzer, man, like, oh, I don't think I can do it. Like, I I guess I'm turned off a little bit by Tyler Chatwood. I'm a little shell-shocked, but this guy, he's not a big K guy from what we've seen so far. This lineup is not great, but they're a little bit better against left-handed pitching. Um, Do you have any interest here in Smeltzer?
1: Only the price would interest me. Uh, see, he was sixty three hundred on DraftKings, um, so if I'm trying to fit Bauer in in a high price stack, I could see it. But there is a, a pitcher down there, even lower that, that I have tons of interest in. Um, so probably not, no Smelter for me.
0: Yeah, and on the other side, like it'll be Junis's first start of the season. Um, you know, coming off the IL, pretty sure it's his first start. Maybe he pitched um, – yeah, he pitched on the second. So, through sixty-four pitches, didn't pitch terrible, didn't pitch great, not a huge strikeout guy. Um, I'm probably going to pass here against the Twins.
1: Yeah, same for me.
0: Uh, any Twins bats standing out to you here?
1: Yeah, Twin Twins have a ton of power. This is a team I'm going to stack all year. Uh, Junius really struggles with the lefties. So, uh, Kepler, Polanco, Rosario – Uh, Nelson Cruz is one of the best hitters in baseball so I'm always going to play him so a ton of power throw Garver in there as as a catcher Uh, yeah I'm going to stack this team
0: yeah I think like there's a good possibility from what I was reading the other day that um, Donaldson's back too in this game so like that just adds to the overall upside of this team when Donaldson's healthy like you know this is a team that you're definitely looking at, like, stacking on this slate. Um, they have a ton of upsides. So, uh, love the Twins. Love the power. Like, if you start, like, digging into, like, these ISO numbers for the Twins against Ryan handed pitching, like, it's all real. Like, all of these guys yeah. hit the ball hard. And they all hit fly balls. Like, it's what you want to see from power guys. And one of the reasons that they hit so many home runs last season. So, um, the Royals, like, man, Solaire is interesting against the lefty but like Whit Merrifield hits lefties better McBroom will be in there and he's super cheap. Like Franco is under 4k. You can make an argument for like making like a three or four man Kansas city stack here.
1: Yeah. I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, Sal Perez, I think will probably be the top option on the uh, slate at catcher. Um, uh, and hits hits lefties really well, like you mentioned. Uh, Solaire, I think, had more power against righties last year, but historically has always hit lefties really well. So, yeah, I, I don't mind a three-man with this team, and I think you could even stretch it to a five.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Salvador Perez, 4,200, very much in play there. Um, yeah, it really, like, this whole game is very stackable. Um, so, definitely like that one. Indians and White Sox, Aaron Seville against Dylan Seas. Any interest here in
1: Seville? I do. There, there's some strikeouts in this uh, White Sox lineup. Uh, there's, there's plenty of risk with that. Uh, Going to be tournament only for me, but I do have some interest uh, for the strikeout upside on the White Sox.
0: Yeah, you look at it and like his price at ninety three hundred. I don't think a lot of people will pay that price. He's already pitched against this team once this season, struck out nine guys. He struck out nine against Minnesota. He's shown a lot of upside in a very small sample size so far. And we look at up and down this team. Everyone outside of Mendeck, who only has thirty four plate appearances, has a strikeout rate over twenty percent against right-handed pitching. So I think he's a top option for tournaments on this slate. I'm right there with you. Uh, but I actually – I wouldn't even, like, talk you out of, like, potentially playing him in cash game if you want to go, like, double stud on this slate. Like, maybe you don't trust Matt Boyd and you want to go Seville. i I think it's super in play on this slate because there's just so many cheap bats that easily make it work um indians finally coming alive a little bit on thursday they get a matchup here with dylan sees who strikes out right he's a high clip but has not been the same when you're looking at his numbers against lefties do you have any interest here in sees
1: not against the indians uh, former top prospect he's gonna be really good one day uh the the command has not been there uh the lefty power has been a problem for him no no interest against the indians
0: He's a guy that, like, this whole White Sox pitching organization had so much talent with Copeg and um, Giolito and C's and, it like, they just haven't shown up yet. Um, so, like, the, they have a lot of young arms that have like, so many good prospects. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think there's too many lefties in this lineup. Like, this team can roll sure. out, like, six or seven lefties and – from what we've seen so far from him, he doesn't really have that out pitch against lefties yet. So just needs to develop his change up a little bit more. And, um, you know, maybe in two years when we're talking about him, we are talking about how much he's come along. So listen, the Indians have stunk so much. Um, Do you have any interest here in Cleveland going
1: up against Dylan Cease? I think I do with, with the command issues that Cease has the white stuff, White Sox bullpen is not great. Uh, they, they're breaking out tonight as, as we're recording this. So uh, all of the lefties, I mean, like you said, one, two, three, four, five, six percentual lefties in this lineup uh, see struggles with lefties. I do have some interest in stacking this team.
0: Yeah, like the only thing also is like when you're looking at it, it's like we know Jose Ramirez is a streaky hitter if he can get it rolling here, maybe the rest of these guys can kind of follow suit a little bit. And we see a little bit more out of this production, out of these guys. And like, you're paying up for Ramirez and Lindor, but the rest of these guys are relatively cheap. So like, if you're stacking Cleveland on this slate, it's not hard to do. Um, And like Reyes is 3,700. He has power against lefties and righties. So you don't really worry about him. And like Ramirez is a switch hitter. Lindor is a switch hitter. Santana is a switch hitter. So like you're getting the platoon out of your stack from whichever arm comes in from the bullpen. And if you're, if your stack's doing well, you're probably looking pretty good going into the bullpen. So um, I like the Indians. I don't love them. I'm wanting the Indians to finally show up, but who knows? Um, Any
1: interest in the White Sox bats? Uh, no, Savale's a, a control pitcher. He's shown some strikeout upside recently. Um, I think there are, there are better spots on the slate.
0: The only way that I'll like run out the White Sox stack here is if I end up playing him in like cash and just want like a hedge stack. I always try to like hedge um, when I think a guy is boom bust, and I think he's boom bust, but I think he's more on the boom side. So I do like him more than I like these bats. Uh, Reds and Brewers, Trevor Bauer against Eric Lauer. Um, we've kind of hinted at it a couple times. Like I I think he's the clear cut top option on this slate. Um, what's your thoughts here on Bauer?
1: Right there with you. We talked about how terrible this Brewers lineup was yesterday. Um, just that no Kane, no, uh, Braun Trevor Bauer's an an elite pitcher in my mind. Uh, strikeout upside, good control, Uh, yeah Trevor Bauer is the top option for me
0: yeah and like the good thing like when we're paying 10-6 for a guy it's really comforting to know like in his first two starts he threw 105 and 111 pitches like we're getting the pitch count for the price tag um, and the matchup so he's had the joys of pitching against Detroit you know twice to start the season but it's not like the Brewers are a much scarier lineup like Yelich and, you know, Sogard is a guy that's pesty, but you start looking at the strikeout rates on this team against right-handed pitching and, like, you're going to love what you see for Trevor Bauer in this spot. So clear-cut top option for me. Eric Lauer on the other side, um, you know, he is a guy that has shown that he could pitch well, but he's still – like, I like lefties to be able to throw, like, 95 plus. And, like, sitting around 91-92 for a lefty – I feel like you are going to struggle to get that strikeout. And, like, we see that in his numbers from time to time. Um, he has good stuff. He a, was a prospect. It's just I don't love this spot. Uh, I think there's better options on the slate.
1: No, and uh, Suarez and Cassiano are just some huge righty bats that, that can really get to him. Uh, I'm with you. No interest for Lauer. And, like, even Irvin.
0: Irvin's a guy that, like, they hit him leadoff all the time against lefties, and, like, he's not going to go out and hit two home runs, but, like, he's not a guy that typically strikes out. So, like, you're not even getting, like, even Moustakis. Moustakis doesn't strike out against lefties. Um, So, I like Irvin, Castellanos, uh, Suarez, Moustakis. I'm not playing Joey Votto. Um, That is very clear. But, like, Kirk Casale, like, if you want to make a five-man, or Senzel, if you want to make a five-man, there's plenty of options, like, of right-handed bats in this lineup that can go yards. So, um, I like Cincinnati way more than I like Eric Lauer on the slate.
1: Yep, right there with you.
0: Um I have zero interest in the Brewers bats. Like you can play Yelich any day that you want. He's off to a really cold start to the season. Trevor Bauer is a lot worse against lefties. Like really massive fly ball rate, gives up a ton of hard contact. Um like you can play Yelich and hope that he hits a home run or two, but like you're not you're not getting a discount.
1: You know, he's still 4800. Yeah, I don't like it either. The the Brewers looking like they're going to roll out a ton of lefties. Uh so that might present a little risk for Bauer, but he's he's better than the Justin Smokes and Lo- Logan Morrisons and Ben Gamels. Like <laughs> bring out Logan scary. Morrison. Bring him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's three strikeouts. Just bring out Logan Morris. <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah like you You said it like they're gonna roll out a bunch of lefties here but it's like brock holt logan morrison just smoke <laughs> like, right yeah it's it, that's fine like i hope that scares some people off because they'll look at the numbers for bauer and they're scared but this lineup it stinks um cubs and cardinals john lester against jack flaherty man john lester is making me eat words this year and i hate it um, I, I'm a, I have a John Lester Jersey in my closet from when he pitched with the Red Sox and went to the all-star game, but I just don't think he's good anymore. And he made me eat it against Cincinnati. He pitched well against Pittsburgh, but he's not like, he's not going to break the slate and he's way too expensive at 9,100 because he doesn't strike anybody out anymore. Like he wants to go out there and throw ground balls. Like he doesn't want to go out there and throw the ball by anybody. I'm a full fade on John Lester still
1: and hopefully he keeps putting up 16. I agree with you right there. Uh he he's a soft contact artist now. There there's no strikeouts, no upside. Uh the price tag is too high. I have no interest.
0: He went to Kyle Hendricks like off-season clinic and learn how <laughs> to throw to soft contact or something like I just listen, I probably won't stack against him right now. Um because I do want to respect like what I've seen so far from him this season, but I'm not playing him because I just don't see a ceiling anymore. Um, And then the Cubs bats, or I guess Flaherty, we need to talk about Flaherty, I guess. Like he's a guy that has a massive strikeout uh, rate against righties. He's looked good against lefties too. Um, The Cubs kind of gave some guys days off on Thursday to get them ready. It feels like for a Flaherty matchup. What are your thoughts when it comes to Flaherty here? Oh, just uh, kidding. It's gonna be Ponce de Leon, not Photo. I was gonna say, like, I
1: was they trying to find prize. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They switched it from the time that we started until now because like I just wrote down this game before like 10 minutes before we started. So uh Ponce de Leon. Uh, that changes my thoughts completely on this game.
1: It does. Uh, Seventy-five hundred for Ponce de Leon. Uh if I'm not mistaken, he has a, a great changeup and strikes out lefties better than he does righties. That's off the top of my head. I'm not positive on that.
0: He throws uh, his fastball about 70% of the time. And then he has a curveball changeup mix that kind of makes up for the other like
1: 25 to 30%. All right. Um yeah, like you said, this that completely changes my thoughts on the Cubs here. Um uh, I, I don't have any interest in Ponce de Leon. I I don't think at 7,500, there's a couple cheaper options that I like better.
0: Yeah, like, I, I was shocked that he threw 85 pitches against Minnesota the other day. Um, but between, like, really working counts and, like, walking guys and getting into trouble a couple times, like, his pitch count was, like, what, three and two-thirds, so... I don't have any interest in Ponce de Leon. I have a lot more interest in the Cubs. I didn't have any interest in the Cubs against Flaherty, but I have a lot more interest in the Cubs here uh, against Ponce de Leon. Um, I think it's still like more of like two or three mans. I don't think like a full Cubs stack, but like Rizzo, Schwarber, Hap, like they're in play. Um, Rizzo probably my favorite. He has such a low strikeout rate against lefties. Like you were saying, Ponce de Leon, much higher strikeout rate against lefties. So yeah. Um, Chris Bryant's always in play like it's more of like two or three mans here for the Cubs for me.
1: yeah I agree with you uh just just hunt the power i I believe he can give up some power.
0: gotta gotta love those power hunters. um Cardinals against Lester. listen, I love Goldschmidt against lefties. It's no secret. I've talked about it so many times. um and Paul Goldschmidt at forty five hundred against a lefty against any lefty I'd have interest. And then Tommy Edmond, a guy that you can play at shortstop at 4K. We've, we've seen about 100 plate appearances for him against lefties now and very good numbers. Uh, doesn't strike out, has a really high ISO, high hard hit rate. Um, I like
1: what I've seen from Edmond as well. It kills me that Tommy Edmond is a legit major league player, but <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, the sample size is growing and he, he's still in our lives. Um, yeah, it, it, Edmund, Goldschmidt, O'Neill would be would be the three that I'd use.
0: Yeah, and Edmund a play, too, because um, Dijon was one of the ones that had COVID. So, like, he'll play. Weeters throughout his career, has always been better from the right side of the plate. He's 3,300 as a catcher. Um, if he draws the start over, I think it's Kisner, right? Um, so, Kisner, Kisner or whatever, Andrew Kisner?
1: Uh, yeah, Kinsler. Or so, yeah, something. Whatever like his name is. But yeah,
0: like Weeters is much better from the right side. Um, Tyler O'Neal has been awful against lefties um, since coming up last season. Thomas has been good, but it's been very small sample size. So I think like I'm looking like Edmund Goldschmidt um, Weeters, you know, batter has been kind of bad against lefties too. So like I want the guys that have been proven against like a veteran like Lester who will like study this matchup before he goes out there and pitches against this team.
1: Out. um
0: angels and texas rangers griffin canning jordan lyles any interest here in griffin canning
1: i do he was pretty good in his first start uh coming back from injury uh this texas team has a lot of strikeouts in it uh, i believe canning had a decent price on him 8200 on on draft kings um, so yeah I, I do like the upside here
0: yeah, 86 pitches in his last start against Houston after throwing eighty-two against Oakland. Um, like he's not looked bad at all. It's it's really interesting to see like what this new ballpark's gonna do in Texas because so far we haven't seen like an explosion Rangers um type of game yet. So the new ballpark may play more towards pitchers. I don't think we're gonna know until the end of the season when we can really look at like the data. And it's still such a small sample that we really might not know until the end of next season. So I feel a little bit more better. Uh, I feel a lot better about taking pitchers in Texas. I think Canning's definitely in play here at 8,200 when, you know, the the guy you're worried about the most is Joey Gallo, and he strikes out at a 36% clip, you know. So um, I I do think he's interesting. I like Jordan Lyles as a pitcher. I played him a ton last season. Um, I do think he has talent. It's just the Angels don't strike out. Like, Otani's back. He hit a home run on Thursday in the afternoon. Like, Trout doesn't strike out. Rendon doesn't strike out. Listella is a guy that just puts the ball in play as much as he possibly can. Pool host, old man pool host doesn't strike out. Like, it's just even though there's going to be a lot of righties here, it's just these guys don't strike out.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. With Trout back, this Angels lineup is not something I'm, I'm... – Really going to attack this year? Uh, it's too deep. I'm I'm with you. I do I do like Lyles. I think he has talent, but this is not the matchup.
0: Um, any Angels bats that you like here?
1: Um, I I like Otani as a one off. Maybe Trout. You can always play as a one off. Uh, I'm not stacking the Angels though.
0: Yeah, like. If you stack them, it's probably like Trout, Rendono Otani, like a little three-man right here at the top of the order on the road in Texas against Lyles. Lyles, uh, a little bit worse against lefties. So, like, if you want to go Goodwin, if he's batting in a good lineup spot, um, he's been off to a really hot start to start the season. So, I think you could play some of these Angels bats. I don't hate them here, um, especially on the road. On the Texas side – like Chew and Gallo are always in play. Um, is there anything else that's really standing out to you for the Rangers?
1: No, that that's really it for me. Uh like like you mentioned, this this ballpark is, is completely different from what they, they're used to, what they've been in. Um I think it's at least a, a neutral park at this point and, and maybe even slightly pitchers park. So uh against canning, no, it it would just be chew and gallo for me.
0: Like okay, so I will say I think you can stack against the Angels all season. That bullpen's been terrible. I just don't know on a thirteen game slate like how much I will actually do it. Um, Like if you're playing one hundred and fifty, if you want to get like five to ten percent like Ranger stacks, maybe even like secondary stacks. I think that's like that. That is like an option to do to be on, on a team that's lower owned that has power at the top of the order against a bullpen like. Canning might only go like 90 pitches in five innings and like give up a couple runs. And then you get into that bullpen and that bullpen has just been giving up runs left and right. So I used this strategy a little bit earlier this season. Um, I think it was San Diego that they were playing. You know, it was a decent matchup and like you just kind of play the bullpen against them a little bit. Uh, Arizona and San Diego, Luke Weaver, Zach Davies, any interest here in Luke Weaver?
1: I don't too much respect for this Padres team. Weaver struggled his last time out; uh, hasn't gotten on track yet this year, so no interest in Weaver.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I just I want to like Luke Weaver because I've I've loved right-handed pitching against the Padres for years. It's just this lineup is different. Gresham looks good. Pham is there. He's not a big strikeout guy. Very, very, very small sample size, but Cronworth, he's been a guy that hasn't really been striking out either. So the tides are turning in San Diego, and this lineup is definitely better than it has been in the last couple years. So I'm not, like, writing off Weaver. I want to look into, like, batted ball profile stuff a little bit more because he does throw a cutter. I like to look at, like, how teams react to cutters. So I'll have to look a little bit more into Weaver He's he's kind of like a fringe guy for me right now. Um, and then on the other side, Zach Davies. Zach Davies is a guy we've used a couple times this season, but I won't be using him in this spot. Um, not a big strikeout guy. We have plenty of arms on this slate uh, with 13 games. Um, just because you played him earlier this season does not mean you need to keep playing him. Um, you know, take the 18 points we got against San Francisco and be happy with it, but you don't have to play him every time out.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there uh San Francisco is not not the same matchup as Diamondbacks so I'm not on dates. Um,
0: any Arizona bats that you like here
1: Um not one of my top stacks but I do like the the upside of this lineup um so yeah I I could see stacking them
0: Yeah they came alive a little bit um on Wednesday and they showed a little bit of life um in Thursday. Again, like I keep saying this, like a lot of these guys have really low BABIPs right now, and like I feel like we're gonna start seeing some balls drop and they can have bigger games. Zach Davies being like a low K guy, I could see using Calhoun, Marte, Marte, Walker, Escobar, Peralta, um, and even like Kelly, um, I think he's another option. So I don't know if I would five man, but Uh, it's not out of the question. Like not only is Weaver like a fringe play, I feel like the Arizona bats are like a fringe play for me today.
1: Yeah, I agree. And the more I think about it, this game might just be just avoided on on a slate this big. I I think there's better upside spots. Uh, If you want to take a lone tournament stab, it's fine, but not one of my favorite spots.
0: Yeah. Like I like the price on Escobar at 3,800, but we've talked about so many cheap guys already. Like, I might get exposure to this game on like the late nine o'clock slate. Cause we have like a five game nine o'clock slate that has some decent tournaments. So, uh, Padres bats against Weaver. I'm not going to tell you not to play Padres. Um, I, it's just, I respect Luke Weaver too.
1: Yeah, I, I do. This, this Padres team has so much talent though. Um, I, I don't think I'd full stack against Weaver, but, uh, Tatis Grisham, Machado fam would would probably be the ones I'm looking at.
0: The one thing that I will say is like he pitched already against this team um earlier this season and 3 and one thirds um allowed 6 earned runs, home run on 7 hits so like they could touch him up again it wouldn't shock me. So yeah. I I don't hate stacking them because it's not like there's a ton of great arms in that Arizona bullpen behind him. So like start digging in like the Arizona bullpen numbers. If Weaver's not on and he's not pitching well, the San Diego stack could be your late night hammer. Um, when a lot of people are probably playing like Dodgers or Rockies as like their late night hammer. Um, Astros and athletics, Zach Greinke, Chris Bassett, many uh, interest here in Greinke.
1: Greinke is just too expensive. Uh, he's a 10, two on DraftKings. He he just doesn't have the same upside as he once did. Uh, this Oakland lineup has a ton of power. Uh, I don't think I can go to Grinky here. Yeah,
0: on average, Zach Greinke's velocity is down two whole miles an hour this season. It had already dropped a lot over the last few years. But he is a guy that can go out and still like hit spots. But to beat Oakland, you have to throw hard. Um, shout out to Kurt Dees. He was the one that, like, brought this to my attention, and I did some research on it. Like, you got to throw hard against Oakland to beat them, you know. So, these soft-tossing guys like Granky, I think Oakland's actually a great stack in the slate. Um, they're they're a late-night hammer that I like as well. So, Granky's not the same. We're seeing, like, really low velocity and just kind of, like, living and dying by throwing a ton of sliders, like 41% in his first two starts. Um, and it, it's just not going to be enough to – you know, pay off this price tag. Um, and then on the other side, we got Chris Bassett. Bassett against Houston, like, I hate playing right-handed pitching against Houston. They're just up and down the lineup, just so good against righties.
1: Yeah, no Bassett for me, too much talent on the Houston side. He was really good his last time out, um, but it was against Seattle. I mean, that, that's just not a comparable matchup, so uh, I'm I'm off Bassett here. Uh, any bats on Houston that you like here? Um, they're always in play. Um, I, just the the power of patience upside is, is really what I'm looking for when I'm looking at a stack. Uh, I think Bassett does have a little bit of talent, but you can always stack Houston.
0: Yeah, my only issue with like stacking Houston here is they're so like all the bats you want are righty, and like he's just been so legit against righties that I don't know if they necessarily have the upside to beat you, but like, I love the prices. Like Correa is 3,700. Like maybe Correa is a one-off. I think he'll actually end up being kind of popular on this slate at that price,
1: but I don't mind. I don't mind the bottom of the order. Uh, Kyle Tucker has been really good. Uh, If Toro happens to crack the lineup, I don't think he's projected right now, but uh, if you can get Correa, Tucker, uh, Toro at the bottom of that lineup, I, I would love that.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I think that's definitely in play. Um, Toro's switch hitter, so maybe he cracks the lineup um over Gary L or somebody, um, to give like Gary L a day off. But I-, I don't mind that call. Um yeah, Correa is super cheap. Tucker's super cheap at thirty three hundred, so like you can build the bottom end of that like stack really, really cheap with Josh Reddick at twenty seven hundred as well. So and most of those guys outside of Korea are lefties, and that's kinda what you want against Bassett. So like that call. Yep. Um, I already talked about Oakland. I like Oakland. What's your thoughts here when it comes to the athletics?
1: Uh, Yeah, Granky's not typically someone I like to pick on uh, just because the control is good, Um, but the skills are declining, and Oakland, as we talked about, has a a ton of power, uh, high upside lineup. Uh, I always think they're in play to stack.
0: Yeah, I I love the prices too, Um, like Olsen, 44, Kana, who's been crushing the ball, 4,500. Um, like you got to pay up for a Chapman. That's fine. Chris Davis, like maybe he wants to play baseball again this season. Cause he's starting to hit the ball again. <laughs> like he looks so uninterested at the beginning of the season, but back-to-back games with multi-hits. So maybe, maybe we can start calling him crush Davis again. Um, but he's a guy that I typically like to target against like sinker ball pitchers. Um, his numbers against sliders are not like anything to like write home about. So um. All right, moving on. Cruising right through it. A lot of games, a lot of games. Um, Rockies, Mariners, Sensatella against Kikuchi. Um, any interest here in Sensatella?
1: Um, I do think this Mariners lineup is attackable. I think Sensatella was cheap. Let me double check that. Uh, yeah, down there at 5,800. Uh, with the strikeouts in this Mariners lineup, I do have a little bit of interest if you're just using them in tournaments to try to fit in a stack.
0: Yeah, Velocity up a little bit for him. Not typically a huge, like, strikeout guy, but he's had um, a good start to the season. I think he's in play. I do. It's just – I think he's in play because he's 5,800 going up against Seattle. But I also think, like, there is a legit chance that you can stack Seattle on this slate even though they've been pretty terrible. So, like, totally I like agree. both sides. I like both
1: sides of it. Like Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you.
0: Let, like let's let's see what uh old Chris Tramino has on Sensatello's ownership here at fifty eight hundred going up against um Seattle. So, and then like on the other side we got Kikuchi here. He's five k going up against the Rockies coming out out of cores. It's scary though. Like you have Arenado there. You have Story Matt Kemp is a shell of his former self, but he's always been able to you know be better than lefties. Um. What are your thoughts here when it comes to 5K Kikuchi?
1: Um, I think he will be my highest on pitcher on the slate. Um, he is very much in that Chatwood mold of a guy who was pretty bad last year. Um, Kikuchi is a guy that had a lot of success in Japan, though, and he, in his last start, was running his fastball up to 97 miles an hour, which is about a three to four mile an hour jump from what we've seen. Um I actually took down a, a GPP last week with the Chatwood-Kikuchi combination. Um, I'm going right back to Kikuchi. I, I think he he's found something with his fastball, and he's a different pitcher than he was last year.
0: Yeah, and, like, if you're looking at, like, overall ceiling between, like, Kikuchi and, and Sensatella in the same exact game, like, Sensatella doesn't want to blow the ball by people anymore. Like, his his mile-an-hours are down a little bit. Um, it's, oh, it's actually up one. But, like, it's 94. It's not 97. Like, Sensatella is more of a pitch-to-contact guy. He has been for years. Kikuchi, I like the call. Um, he He's a hard-throwing lefty against Oakland, like we were just talking about. So, um, I think Kikuchi is very much in play here at 5K. Um, I don't know if I'd go Kikuchi in cash games for what it's worth. I will say... It is really easy. I always kind of build a lineup as we're going. Uh, just I, It's usually like my shell lineup to enter contests with. But, like, it's really easy to play Bauer and Seville um, or Boyd on this slate for cash games. So, I, I don't think I end up with Kikuchi and cash, but I, I love the tournament upside. So I love the call. Um, any interest here in the Colorado
1: bats? Uh, Arenado and Story against a lefty always in play. Uh, I'm not saying there is isn't risk with Kikuchi um blackman hits lefties fairly well so and endowed and those two and kemp has been off to a great start i don't know if he's dust or not at this point he he looks it, it might be the coors effect but he might have something left in the tank so um probably not a full stack for me but i I don't mind uh, a three man
0: listen if Kikuchi's going to throw hard um you know i know you were talking about it it's something that i looked up before we got going here these guys don't have a ton of sample against hard-throwing lefties, but what we're seeing, like, out of those numbers is not great. Even if you, like, look in that 94 to 96 range, um, Arenado, obviously, like, Arenado's going to hit lefties, but, like, Story's numbers go way down when you start r- ramping up the miles per hour. Um, so, you know, it's definitely something to note. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, you're looking at the spot. I-, I think, you know, you could play – arenado in any matchup and uh, it's just one of those spots where like he likely ends up more as a one off for me when i'm seeing from story like all the rockies are priced like they're still in cores too so it's really easy to be underweight on them outside of like matt kemp at 3300 and arenado just because he's a beast um
1: historically we've seen their their strikeout rate skyrocket away from cores too. uh the altitude just takes the movement out of the ball and then when they go on the road there's a, there's a lot more movement than they're used to and, and their strikeout rate just goes through the roof
0: yep listen the mariners are cheap seattle is cheap everybody from seattle is cheap and that is why there's such an interesting like secondary or even like a full stack here I don't believe in Sensatella's reemergence and pitching as well as he's been pitching. I actually, like, think this is a good spot for my boy Vogelbach to get on the board um, and hit his second home run of the season. Like, um, I know he hit one against the Angels, uh, what was it Wednesday or Thursday? Um, but, listen, this is a spot where you got a guy that's going to pitch more to contact. You don't do that against, like, Daniel Vol- Dan and Vogelbach austin nola is a cheap catcher like give me some seattle bats here they're so cheap
1: yeah i like that uh i love what i'm seeing out of kyle lewis to start the year too i mean that that guy looks legit uh yours got power so yeah I, I like some seattle bats here even if you play kyle lewis as a one-off he's 3900 like one of
0: the hottest hitters to start the season is 3,900. Like, Dylan Moore, another guy that's been, like, super hot to start the season. 3K, like, I get it. They're Seattle, and everybody wants to, like, say they're not great. And I don't think they're great, but I think that they're way better than what they're priced at on this slate for this matchup. So, I'm going to take advantage of that here. I like we it. finish it out with the Giants and Dodgers. Jeff Samarge against Julio um, Urias. Urias, uh, any interest
1: here in the Shark? No, thank you. Dodgers have uh, probably the most potent offense in baseball, and uh, the Shark is no longer good.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a jock jams day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a jock. He profiles really well. Him and A.J. Pollock, of all people, profile really well against Jeff Samarja. Um, Julio Urias on the other side of this game, I think there's a ton of options on this slate, and I don't want to write him off. But, like, if there's a guy that I had to pinpoint to throw 90 pitches on this slate and get pulled in, like, the fifth or sixth inning, it would be him.
1: Yeah, right there with you. Uh, They have treated him with kid gloves uh, ever since he came up a couple years ago. He's dealt with injuries. There's no chance he throws over 100, and I'm with you. He's going to be right in that 90 range.
0: Yeah, he's just – at 9,800 – if you find the extra 800 bucks for Bauer, you know you're likely going to get an, an extra 20 pitches probably, if not more. Um, I just – yeah, like, Sivio, like, he he's a guy that I would play before I'd play Urias and save the money. Boyd, like, these guys, I'd rather yeah. play these guys. I think Julio Urias is a good pitcher. I'm not stacking against him by any means on the slate for what it's no. worth. I just – I – I don't think he goes deep enough where he's going to win me a tournament. Um, So I like the talent, not stacking against him. Don't really like the Giants here, but I also just don't think he goes deep enough in this game to beat me.
1: Yep, completely agree.
0: Um, Giants, bats, anything? Uh, No. How high owned do the Dodgers come in on this slate? Um, With them being (laughs) the latest game on the slate, people hate – stacking late games. And it's like, it's so weird. It never made, it's never made sense to me whatsoever. Like Mookie is still a little banged up. Um, so like he could be potentially out of the lineup here and like we could get um, one of these other guys in there. Um, what are we, what are we looking at here when it comes to the Dodgers?
1: I'm hoping that the the lineup doesn't come out until after, after lock and it holds down their ownership because otherwise they're going to be one of the top owned stacks on the slate. Uh, Muncie Bellinger from the left side. Shark has struggled with uh, lefty power his whole career. Um, D- Turner, Seager, Peterson, Pollock, I mean, even Beatty and Smith, uh, one through nine, I, you can stack it any way you want against Samarja. Uh, I love the Dodgers today.
0: Yeah, if Pollock's in there, I like him at 3,100. If for some reason Betts is out and they like let Edwin Rios like DH in this game, he's twenty seven hundred and he's shown a ton of power so far. Um got hit in the foot, but they said he was available Wednesday, so I definitely think he'll be ready to go in this game if they can just if they can get him a start here. Like I know they they, they like Matt Beatty, but get Rios some at bats. He's shown a ton of power. Um that's a great matchup for him too. So All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Um, Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. You say Kikuchi. All right. I kind of figured that's who it was going to be um, for you. I liked it as well. He was the guy that I was kind of looking at. Um, Listen, I'm just saying this because it's the Miami Marlins. I do not love Waka here. Unless he's going to be low owned, but I think he's the next best option under 8K to get six or more strikeouts because he's facing the Miami Marlins. Um, eight over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
1: Um, I do not like Dylan Cease's matchup with all those Cleveland lefties. Uh, so give me Dylan Cease. Um, I'm
0: going to say John Lester. He's going to score 14.5. Um, <laughs> Uh, just listen, I, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm not paying over 9K for John Lester against any team. He could be facing the Miami Marlins, and I'm not paying over 9K for him. So, um, Over 4K to hit a home run, who's an expensive bat that you like to hit a home run today?
1: Let's see, who did I have here? Um, Harper hit one out yet uh, today, and I think he's going to do it again. Uh, give me Bryce Harper. All
0: right, I like that one. I love one. that ballpark. Yeah, I'm going to go with Matt Olson. Um, I already kind of talked about liking Oakland here. I think Matt Olson um, is in a great spot to hit one out of the ballpark today. Uh, Give me a cheap bat under 4K to get two or more hits on this slate.
1: Uh, You talked about Brian Goodwin's hot start. He's sitting there at 3,300. I like Brian Goodwin for a couple hits.
0: I like it. Um, I like it. Uh, There's so many guys that I like down here. But I'm gonna go with a guy that's gonna get two hits and one of them's gonna be a home run, and that's Rowdy Tells um, at 3,400. And I think we're gonna see a really big game from him um, today. I know I went double first baseman for the game, but I'm the host, I'm allowed to do what I want. Um, stack to score over six runs. Give me, give me a stack that's standing out to you on this slate. Uh,
1: so the one I had written down here was assuming that Castano is pitching for Miami. And I like the Mets in that spot. Um, I have another one if it's Guzman, though, because I don't like the Mets quite as much if it's Guzman. All right. Who's your other one? Uh, the Dodgers would be the other one.
0: Well, I was going to say the Dodgers anyway, so late. we'll just we'll, we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the late-night hammer, L.A. Dodgers, the stack to bring us home. Uh, is there any over under anything that's standing out to you? Um, looking good to extend my Stark Star Sharp side streak. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out the streak contest, you can do that. It's been a ton of fun um, to you know give out those picks each and every day. Um, anything standing out to you here?
1: Is there a total in the Miami New York Mets game yet?
0: I was pulling it up. Hold on one second. It's so slow. My phone, when I don't have it connected to Wi-Fi, is so slow sometimes. Um, the Mets game does
1: not currently have a total. Um, unless, the, unless the total is like 10, I, I'll take the over in that, regardless of who the Miami pitcher is, uh, because their bullpen's terrible. Uh, and I don't trust Waka at all, so I like the over in the, the Miami Mets game.
0: All right, I like it. Um Listen, the Braves and the Phillies have a massive total. It's currently sitting at 10. Give me the over in that game. Um, I like both offenses in that game. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in that game. Um, Both sides, you know, the Phillies side against Wright, the Braves side against Vincent Velasquez. I think there's going to be a lot of runs um, scored in that game. So definitely want to check that one out. Uh, Before we get out of here, Underdog fantasy sports from the minds behind the draft app. NFL best ball is a fun set it and forget it format. They have an app for iOS and Android best ball leagues from $3 to a hundred dollars, including their signature best ball mania tournament, $25 entry million dollar prize pool with $200,000 to the winner. Be on the lookout for live draft shows on Rotor Grinders. We had one on Thursday, have another one on Friday. Make sure you're checking them out at UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app today and start your NFL drafting. Everyone loves NFL season and just being able to get some exposure to best ball. I uh, love what they're doing over there at UnderdogFantasy.com. So make sure you guys are checking them out. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Uh nope. Ready for a big baseball slate tomorrow, leading into a huge weekend in NASCAR. Looking forward to your content for that. So, ready to go. Big
0: weekend indeed. Cup races on Saturday and Sunday. We'll be able to use a lot of the information Saturday for the race on Sunday. We have an awesome new promo going for. This week, you can get the rest of the season for $199. Uh, so, if you're a weekly subscriber, make sure you're checking that out. You're going to save about 40 bucks. And NASCAR announced a couple extra races. So, it's not only 39 races. It's like 42 races for the end of the season. So, love to see it. Uh, make sure you guys are checking that out. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck in co- contest, and we'll see you then.